When was the last time we spent time learning about Jannah? When was the last time you kept your eyes on that which is the greatest of prize, which is Jannah, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Having this understanding and this reminder and that knowledge with sincerity and yaqeen will flip your life upside down in a good way. You see Sahaba like Suhaib al-Rumi radiallahu an, early time, early Islam, Muslims were being persecuted and the command to emigrate from Mecca to Medina, escape, run for your life. And Rasulullah already traveled. So Suhaib was trying to do his best to escape, but he was caught by the kuffar of Quraysh, disbelievers. And they said, you think you will leave Mecca just like that? You did business, you made money in our city, and now you'll go just so simple to Medina? No way impossible. We will not let go of you so you can do whatever you want and join the man you believe he's a prophet until you give away every single penny that you have. So he says, if, in if I give you all of my wealth and I tell you where I hid all my treasures, we're good to go, you're good to go. They would not imagine someone will give away all his savings in his life to go. For what? What is it in the other hand? And he tells them, my treasure is hidden in such and such location. Go there and find it. They found it. They released him. He left everything behind. His retirement, 401k, whatever savings is all gone. And as he's traveling and arriving to Medina after hundreds of miles of traveling, he was told, Rabih al-Bay'a, Aba Yahya. Aba Yahya, that was a successful transaction. Aba Yahya paid hundreds of thousands or millions or whatever the currency at that time and the amount. Okay, what did he get in return? Allah says in the Quran, the, the Sahaba, they say it was revealed, this ayah, because of Suhaib al-Rumi. There are people who sell their soul to Allah. And he sold everything in dunya for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? In return, the pleasure of Allah. And where do you get the pleasure of Allah? Where will you hear it? In Jannah. Jannah is what made him sell the dunya. You hear a sahabi haram ibn Milhan radiallahu an. Rasulullah gets an invite. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We need du'at people who call to Allah to give da'wah to our people in Najd in Saudi Arabia today. Okay? Or that middle part of the country. Send them to us. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not know this was a plot against him. May Allah protect us. So he sent them the elite of du'at and speakers and people of the Quran and knowledge and ulama to give da'wah. Haram ibn Milhan was one of them. As he was giving da'wah to the leader of that tribe, that leader gave a wink to someone behind. And the one behind got a spear, focused on Haram ibn Milhan. He does not know what's happening behind. And that man with the spear, he throws it. The hadith authentic. It says the spear came from the back, exited from the stomach. The hadith says, فَخَرَجَ الدَّمْ The blood. And he grabbed the blood with his hand. And he put it in his face and he said, He said, I won by the Lord of the Kaaba. I won, I won. What did you win? He just lost your life. But he won, inshallah, Jannah. The eyes is on the prize. This dunya is temporary. How do we know the story? 
Allah allowed it to be revealed to us. The people around were impressed. How can someone at the weakest point in his life, the soul is exiting the body and he says, I'm a winner. I want to feel that way, not just on my lowest point, but even the best point in my life is Jannah, Jannah. Rasulullah continuously made it possible, related it to us. How did he say that? He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ma bayna bayti wa minbari, between my podium and my house, one of the gardens of Jannah. May Allah grant you all to be able to pray in that spot and rawda. May Allah make it possible for all of you. The ulama, they say, would Allah allow someone to pray in the rawda, a mu'min, and not grant it to him in Akhirah, the ultimate Jannah. May Allah make it for all of us, Ya Rabbil Alameen. He made it tangible. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, whoever prays 12 raka'at voluntarily, two before Fajr, four before Duhur, that's six so far, two after Maghrib, and two after Isha, and I missed the two after Duhur. So two before Fajr, four before Duhur, two after Duhur, Two after Maghrib, two after Isha, 12. Whoever does that, Allah will build you a house in Jannah. Let's be very honest with one another. Very likely, many, many of us, Allahu Alam, maybe if the attendees in this message, may Allah grant you the best of dunya and akhirah. Many of us will die, we'll never own a house. In Detroit, well, in Dearborn, well, West Bloomfield, you'll never even own a house. You might, very likely, some of us may die and we still have debt. May Allah lift our debt, Ya Rabb. Pray 12 raka'at, and I'm not saying a house in New York City or Manhattan. No, I'm telling you a house in Jannah. The square foot in Jannah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, the square foot is more valuable than the whole earth and whatever is on it. Then what about a house? A square foot. This is how Jannah related to us. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Jannah is closer to you than your slippers. What, what does that mean? Min shiraki you can attain it. It's not impossible. You don't go see images like, I'll never own this thing. I will never. No, it's closer to you than your slippers. That means you can achieve it. You can make it. You can do it. It's not impossible. All of us can make it. May Allah grant it to all of us. Everyone in this masjid, everyone listening, has a house in Jannah and has a house in Jahannam. Every single one. Rasulullah teaches us. Baytun fil Jannah wa baytun fil nar. May Allah make us people of Jannah and inherit the houses of the people who went to Hatnar. Hadawurth. Allah says in the Quran about worth, it's inheritance. May Allah protect us, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Very relatable. Even one time Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what does he tell Bilal ibn Rabah? He says, when I went and I saw Jannah, I heard your footsteps. Sure, Jannah is done. It's just waiting for you to come back. Bas. Jannah is done. Rasulullah says, I heard your footsteps, Ya Bilal. Bilal, what do you think you did that made you make me hear your footsteps while you're still in dunya? He says, if there's an action, it is possibly because after every time I make wudu, I pray to rak'at. Perhaps that's it. Yeah, I know it's not a wajib. But let me push myself when I talk about Jannah. And you push yourself after you hear about Jannah and be as consistent as you can to pray two raka'at after every wudu. May Allah make it easy for all of us. And remember Bilal and perhaps Rasulullah would hear your footsteps. Maybe in the Akhirah, Amir Rabbil Alameen. And may Allah grant you his companionship. All these things are ready. This is your back home. We tell, ask someone, where's back home for you? 
Uh, well, someone says, my back home, for example, is Philistine, Palestine. May Allah lift the zulum and oppression from it. I mean, were you born there, Akhi? No, I wasn't born there. So why do you say you're from Philistine? Because of my father. Okay. Your father, was he born there? Honestly, no, he was actually born in uh, one of the Gulf countries. But why do you say you're from Philistine? Because my grandpa. Oh, he was born. Yes, he was born. Can I ask you a question? Why did you not stop at your birthplace? Like you're from this city or this country. Why did you go to your father? Why did you not stop at your father? Why did you just stop at grandpa? Keep going. What do you mean? Keep go up. Go up the family tree. Go to great grandpa. Where is he from? Maybe Iraq. No, no, go further. Where is he from? Maybe India. Yeah, go all the way up to the first insan, human being. Where is he? Who is he? Adam alayhi salam. And where is he from? Jannah. So what's back home for you and I? It's Jannah. May Allah make us all go back home. And you know what does it mean when you go back home? You know every light switch. You don't feel like you're a stranger. Allah says, Al-Jannah what? Arrafaha lahum. Allah says in the Quran, we made Jannah. You know it better than how you know your own house. Allahu Akbar. Because you're back home. So don't ever let go back home for some dunya that is not our homes. We're here just, we're just, this is all rental property, even you own, though you think you own it. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un to Allah we shall return. Jannah is there. May Allah make you all of its inhabitants. Amir Rabbil Alameen. And I'm not saying this talk or Rasulullah said we learn from him just to like, you know what, get us like, wow, get us inspired and no action. No, there's action involved. Oh, there's action. When I tell you about Jannah, you'll do everything necessary to make up for it, insha'Allah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a sahabi, jahima, he went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I want to go aghzu, jihad fi sabilillah. And I'm coming to consult with you. He said, Hallaka min um, is your mom alive? Jahima, his mom needs him. Jahima, your mom is alive? Qala na'am. He says, Falzamha, stick to your mom. Jannah is under her feet. So Jannah was being used to fix family problems. This is how you look at your mom. You try to be creative. You try to be like, you know what? I want to go to Jannah. I'm going to go travel to this place and give da'wah and donate. That's all good. May Allah grant you Jannah. But please, I ask you by the one who made you prioritize your life. Jannah that you're looking for is under the respected old lady's feet in that living room in your house. And where are you going? Don't you ever leave the Jannah until that Jannah is pleased. The one who's stepping on it, the one Jannah is under, make sure she's pleased. May Allah make our moms pleased by us. Ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah forgive us the way we treat our parents. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Then you see Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. when I used to go to school without going to a lot of depth, I generally did not enjoy studying engineering. Finished, alhamdulillah, may Allah grant us all success, dunya and akhirah. But going there was difficult until hearing this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Man salaka tariqa, whoever seeks a path, to gaining knowledge. Whoever seeks a path to gain knowledge, Allah will make your path to Jannah easy. Some ulama, they say this includes secular, for the sake of Allah, and deen and religious studies as well. Now for sure, Islamic studies. So as you go to a halaqa, you go to learn something, you come to Khubbatul Jum'ah, you're struggling, difficult, finding a parking, know that difficulty will make your path to Jannah easy, insha'Allah. So it fixes the whole education system when you talk about Jannah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for those struggling to find the appropriate spouse, right? Where are the good men? Some sisters ask. Where are the good women? Some brothers ask. Don't you ever forsake Jannah for an inappropriate relationship. I ask you by Allah, do not sell Jannah 
for some dunya? How do I fix this Jannah? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, وَمَا فِي الْجَنَّةِ أَعْزَبْ No one goes to Jannah single. Alhamdulillah. Everyone goes to Jannah married, insha'Allah. May Allah grant us the best of wives in dunya and akhirah. Best of spouses, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Talk about Jannah when you hear someone having a struggle, death in the family. Use Jannah to fix that problem. A man went to Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. He says, Matali ibnan, I lost two children. Tell me something the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught you all so I can feel better. He says, yes, we have a hadith for you. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke about the children that die. They will be in Jannah. In akhirah, these kids will come to the Abba, Al-Abu, the father or both parents and will grab him by the thawb and dad come with me, mom come with me until Allah grant that child and the parents all Jannah that father might have went to Jahannam that father might have been get punished he's a Muslim but he has a lot of sins but because of the death of the child many years ago that child will grab him, come with me and that was the one who saved him by the will of Allah that man feels comfortable, Jannah for the one who lost a child above the age of puberty, the hadith I mentioned was under. Rasulullah what did he say? When Allah grabs the soul of a child above the age of puberty, Allah asks the angels, how did you find my slave reacting to this calamity? They said, Hamadaka was tarja. He praised you, Ya Allah. He said, Alhamdulillah, all praise due to Allah. I will not question your wisdom, O Allah. To Allah I belong and to Allah I shall return. Allah says, therefore, due to his reaction to this calamity, Ibn Lahu Baytan fil Jannah. Build them a house in Jannah and call the house Baytul Hamd, the house of praise. Fixing all these things. One last one. Rasulullah says, Man whoever loses his beloved, which means what? The sight. May Allah protect our sight. May Allah make us see that which is halal. May Allah forgive us from seeing that which is haram. May Allah protect us and grant us not just sight, but also insight. Ameen, Rabbil Alameen. May Allah allow us to see the fitna and how to avoid it, Ya Rabbil Alameen. So the Prophet says, whoever lost his beloved, his sight, was sabr and was patient, wahtasab and was hoping for the reward, there's no other reward to that person other than Jannah. So Jannah, Jannah fixing our problems in every shape and, and avenue. May Allah protect us and grant it to all of us, Ameen, Rabbil Alameen. We spoke a lot about Jannah, alhamdulillah. Let's go to Jannah. Let's talk about Jannah, inshaAllah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the day of judgment takes place. We are all resurrected. Our parents, great-grandparents, all people till Adam alayhi salam, all humans are resurrected. Hisab, judgment, the scale, may Allah make it all pass and successful to all of us, Ya Rabb. We go, alhamdulillah, on the gates of Jannah. Yalla, ready to open? La, with all due respect, it's not open for you first. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ati bab al-Jannah. I am the one who comes to the door of Jannah and I knock. And the people, the gatekeepers of Jannah, they ask, Man ant, who are you? He says, Adam Muhammad ibn Abdullah, Muhammad the son of Abdullah. They say, for you, we were commanded to open and the doors open. Yalla, bismillah, go. There is organization. There's group after group. The first group that enters Jannah, they have the beauty of the full moon. May Allah make you all of the first group, Ya Rabb. Second group, they have the, bright, the brightness of the brightest star and it goes on and on. Then we go to Jannah, listen to the four announcements. Number one, an announcement is made that you shall live in Jannah and you will never die. Allahu Akbar, no fear of death. Whatever you want to do in Jannah, enjoy. 
Anything you want in Jannah, just do it. No fear of death or injury. Number two, go to Jannah, you'll always be young and strong and you will never be old. Beautiful. Number three, you will go to Jannah, you will always be healthy and you will never ever be sick. Number four and last, وَأَنَّ لَكُمْ فِيهَا أَن To have the blessings, the ni'am, and the happiness and the joy, and you will never be sad again in your life. You will always have state of happiness. Yalla, we enter. The Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, how are the homes in Jannah? He said, a brick of gold and a brick of silver. That's the fence. That's the fence, brothers and sisters. That's the fence. He says, the balat, the, the hajar, the rocks are gold and silver. You want to go pave your ground today. Not concrete, you want to do pavers, rocks. People know how much this costs. A small amount is like $5,000. One car driveway is probably $15,000. I'm talking your pavers are gold and silver. We didn't even enter. Rasulullah says, Hasba'uha lu'lu. You know people have river rock as the whole landscaping, some rocks. Your landscaping will be pearls. Lu'lu. And you would walk, step on it, like, oh, that's pearls, we have a lot of it, alhamdulillah. That's a, that's a level of luxury that you will have in Jannah. Enjoy this beautiful scenery. You see all the palm trees that you have. Rasulullah says, yulhamun al-tasbih, you will say, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. You will say it without consciousness, just like how you breathe, though you never thought about it. That's how amazing Jannah is. Unbelievable. You go to Jannah, you will never have any need to go to a bathroom. You go to Jannah, you will have nothing nasty coming out of your nose or anything of that sort. No sickness. You go to Jannah, Allahu Akbar, and you have your spouse that Allah promised you. You go to Jannah, there's a shopping center we go to every Jumu'ah Friday. May Allah make us of the visitors and the guests of that mall, Ya Rabb. Northern winds, they, it comes and it comes on your face, on your body, on your clothes. You look better and better. So then you go back home, your spouse and family tells you, you looked better than when you left. And you say, and you too look better than when I left. You go to Jannah. Wallahi, where do we start? Rasulullah says, the lowest level in Jannah. Lowest. It will take you 1,000 years to pass by your property. How long will it take me? Let's be honest. How long will it take me for you to give me a tour of your house? How long? 15 minutes? That's my basement, first floor. I also have, I have this backyard here. Check my garage out. How long will it? 15? Yeah, how big is your house? Two hour tour? Multi-million dollar house in Miami? How long? Five hours? Rasulullah says, Al-Fusana. 1,000 years just to pass by your property. That's the lowest level in Jannah. Wallahi, what dollar are we willing to sacrifice akhir of war? What dollar of haram that we're willing to put in our pocket to sell the Jannah for? What relationship haram that we're accepting upon ourselves and sell Jannah for? What is it in this dunya that is pushing us to give up the permanent joy for some temporary fake joy in this dunya. May Allah grant me and all of us wisdom, Ya Rabbil Alameen. You go to Jannah, Allah says, I have prepared for you in Jannah that which your eyes have never seen. You've seen a lot. You traveled a lot. How big is your sight? How much have you seen? Grow that circle. And things your ears have never heard of. Usually you hear about more things than what you see. You heard about the wall of China. 
You heard about the pyramids in Egypt. You heard about the Amazon River, but you never went to it. So it's more than what you've heard. And something you've never imagined. How big is that circle of imagination? You've imagined things that don't even exist. Allah says it exceeds all these three. Much and much more. So then at the end, Allah tells all people in Jannah, are you happy? So we all say, Ya Allah, how could we not be pleased? Allah said there's more. So we say there's more? What's more? He says that I will be pleased by you. And I will never ever be angry at you or have any wrath on you. Always 100% of rida and pleasure upon you. So we get excited now. There's a curtain. Allah reveals himself. And we see Allah. We see Allah Jalla Jalalu. Faces beautiful, bright, gorgeous. You see Allah clearly. No, um, nothing ambiguous, nothing unclear about it. You see Allah and the best part of this hadith or one of the most beautiful parts, the Prophet says, there's nothing in Jannah more beautiful than seeing Allah. And wallah, it makes sense. There's nothing in Jannah more beautiful than seeing Allah. So I remind myself and remind you all, don't let anything in this dunya come at the expense of you not seeing Allah. Just remember this. Is this scene you're watching worth it to sacrifice you seeing Allah? La wallah. La wallah. Think of it this way. Think of Jannah. Think of seeing Allah and know that Jannah is not cheap. Jannah requires work, as you call it hustling, you call it, you know, 100% effort, 110, whatever you want to call it. That's what Jannah needs and much more. The Prophet said, Sallallahu Allah's product is expensive. He repeats it. Allah's product is expensive. Allah's product is Jannah. Requires blood, requires sweat, requires some sacrifice of money, health, Sleep, but know all for a nice, beautiful paycheck from Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. Jazaa min indillah. May Allah grant it to all of you. Amir Rabbil Alameen.